welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. In today's podcast, we feature audio from Brothers of the Brush with Chris Kerfoot. In this episode, Chris talks with Chris Roberts of Nomad Painting and Decorating. They talk about small town mentality, knowing your market, the divide between employed and self-employed, and being penniless traveling across Australia. This episode is sponsored by Angie Leeds, Answer Force, and Company Cam. Welcome to this episode of the Brothers of the Brush podcast, a podcast by decorators for decorators with me, your host, Chris Kerfoot. So, on this week's episode, we have Chris Roberts, better known as Nomad. Is it Nomad Decorating or Nomad Painting? Nomad Painting and Decorating. Nomad Painting and Decorating in Brisbane, Australia. Another, another expat over in Australia. <laughs> Getting a yep. common one, these. Yeah, they are. Yep. Yep. People are starting to click on now, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, it's the place to be, isn't it? Yes, yes yeah. it is. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Been here been here seven or eight almost eight years now like i was saying and uh haven't looked back yeah won't look back yeah it's um i think i think this week it's uh mick at hps is coming out and then is it's a different take because he came to work over here he was an aussie that came to work over in england for a bit totally different take and it 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 didn't stay so it says a lot doesn't it (laughs) no yeah yeah i mean to be honest i've only i've only ever met australians in london yeah, well, he, he was in London. He was in Putney. Yeah, oh, Putney, bloody hell! My um, my father's side of the family are all from Putney. Yeah, he he come and did anyway. a stint in Putney, and then I think he ended up going over. <laughs> Probably had yeah, enough I'm crap. I was <laughs> surprised, bloody hell! Southwest London, yeah, it's you know, yeah, it's a uh, bit different, a bit different, bit different to Australia. <laughs> yeah. So, who was who was in the Roberts household? Uh, just me and the missus Taylor. Yeah, yeah partner of. Uh, Eight years now, just gone. Yeah. And you, you, we, we was, you were saying pre-record that your missus is up from over here as well, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're from the same town. Yeah. Um, yeah, we met, um, we, left, we left Australia in uh, January, January 2012. Two? Oh, 12, yeah, sorry, 12. 2012, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, I mean, that long. Um, yeah, we, um, we met at Bestival. Music festival in the Isle of Wight. Yeah, nice. about three or four months before. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of noticed chatting away. I told her I was, you know, going on this big travel trip and then hoping to go to Australia. And you know, it was kind of hell bent on not getting into anything serious. But one week turned into two or three, and then that turned into two or three months. And then in the end, I said, "Look, I'm going. I've got to go. I've got to get out of here. Do you want to come with me?" And yeah, yeah, I'll come with you. Yep, straight away. And that was that. Been together three months, four months. Left in January. 
been here eight years. What what better way of finding out if you get on together? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I suppose yeah. All, all that time traveling together, you're going to find out, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, uh, when we said we were doing it, I mean, there's a few eyebrows raised. Yeah. <laughs> but, a, f- uh, a few people expecting a failure. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. But, you know, we kind of, you know, we thought, we thought it was a good idea. And I, I was adamant that it was going to turn out well. And fortunately, it did. Yeah. Did you did you travel well first, or did you just go straight to Oz, travel Oz, and settle in Oz? Uh, yeah, we well, I did, I did, I, I went over to Thailand with, with my cousin, for for about seven weeks, I think it was seven or eight weeks, and then you know got the, got the taste for it there, come home. Well, I'll tell you what happened. I'll t- I'll tell you what happened from the start with with the whole the whole traveling thing. A friend of mine. Come up to me one day and said, "Oh, we we're going to uh, we're going to Thailand. We're the missus. We're going to Southeast Asia. We're going to Thailand, Cambodia, Vietnam, Laos." And I was just like, "What? You going where? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, like, oh, we're going to yeah, we're doing this 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 three four month travel trip round uh, round Southeast Asia." And I just couldn't get my head round it. Yeah, didn't understand it at all. And I just I thought, I was like, okay, so off they went and. They were, you know, sending us photos on Facebook and whatnot and what they were doing and all these beaches they were going to and all these temples and all these things they were doing. And and then it struck me, like, how naive I'd been that I just didn't know this kind of thing was going on. So yeah. I thought, right, I'm doing that. That's it now. So my whole outlook just changed from, yeah. from then on. Yeah, so I, I think... I, I think trouble is we get stuck in a small mind. I, I think I'm guilty of that. I'd love to have done it. But I think I'm too old now. But when I listen to people like you, I think, I wish I'd have done it. You know, but we're yeah, just stuck I mean, in a small town mentality. Definitely. And that was and that was precisely what it was. It was small town mentality. You know, we were all just living for the weekend, you know, down a pub at the weekend, getting up to no good, you know, doing nothing. And then, you know, I heard about that. And I was, as soon as that happened, it was just, you know, the focus just changed. And it was like, right, this is, this is, this is where I've got to be. And then I got chatting with my cousin and a few other friends, and I was saying, "Look, let's go and let's go and do it. A few weeks, three weeks, four weeks, whatever." No, no, no. Getting the door shut in my face, and I cracked on with my cousin because he's always done well for himself. I knew he, he always had money. Yeah. And I thought, look, you can do four or five weeks. Let's get out there. No, no, I've got a message. Blah blah blah. So in the end, he cracked. He phoned me up. Went right. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's go and do it. I said, "All right." Sweet. So we booked up, we've done seven weeks in Thailand, which now seems stupid. You know, we could have done a couple more countries, could have gone to yeah. Cambodia or wherever. But, you know, I wouldn't change it. We, we travelled extensively. We went, flew into Bangkok, went all up uh, up the north of Thailand into Chiang Mai. And then we went down, done all the islands and whatnot, travelling around and partying. It was great. And then when we got down there, that was when I was I kind of just meeting, you know, so many people that had this, you know, newfound mindset that I've got for traveling yeah. and doing this, that, and God knows what. And I was meeting people that have been to New Zealand and done a year or two years, or people have been to Australia. They've done a year. Now they're doing six months traveling. Then they're going back to do their second year. Then they're going to go to New Zealand. And then it was like, right, here we go. This is what it's about. This is what I'm doing next. Yeah. So we finished our trip, went home. I got into my mum and said, mum, that's it. I've done that. Going to Australia now. She went, I knew you'd say that. <laughs> so, that, so, that, so that was that so that was that I just went back to work you know just cracked on done a bit more said to the bloke I was working with who I was 
we had a little business going. I said, look, mate, you know, he weren't too keen about the idea of me going away for seven weeks. Yeah. He kind of just got over that and then he got told, you know, you've got the rest permanent. of this year, mate. <laughs> That's it, I'm off. So, <laughs> so yeah, so we, we, I've done that and then, you know, saved up, saved up and then, you know, it was kind of just trying to stay away from, you know, getting tied down and just because I really, really wanted to go. And then, like I said, met my Mrs. Taylor at this festival and then that was that. And I said, look, you know, I'm, I'm going to go. I really want to go. I really want to do it. And then that was it. We just, she said yes, and we just we just packed up and went. And then when we when when us two left, we went back to Thailand. We went to India, went to Goa for a few weeks. Got our got our visa sorted out for Australia, and that was that. We went yeah. and done a two a two year working holiday. That sounds sounds right. like say it's, it sounds cool. I worked in London in the early nineties. And we used to work with Sparky, and he had this car we used to call him Sweeney, it was like a limo, and it was the old boxy Granada, a black one. And it was yeah. like a bit, bit extended. He used to sleep in it, but what he'd do, he'd come home, and we, we used to call him, he was like a ghost. He'd come home, work for six months cash, find out which country we're going to, contact members to see what he needed, bugger off six months. Yeah. And then he'd leave his car with his mum and dad's, and then he'd, because he lived in Derbyshire, you know, where we were from, little small, bumming, middle of nowhere country village. And then he'd come back six months later, take his car up, go so being working electric, save his money up, off he go again. You yeah, know, and he, he used to love way. it. Yeah. That's the way. That's yeah. definitely the way. I mean, I know a bloke back from from my from my hometown who still does that and he's he's got to be forty odd. Yeah. And he's been for me, yeah. everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, you know. I mean yeah. we done we kind of we kind of from that point on, we kind of just done the same. I mean after we done that initial travel trip, me and Taylor, we um, we spent our first five six months in Perth, about five months it was, and then winter was coming, so it was kind of you know kind of dying down for backpackers because it was you know it wasn't blistering hot, couldn't go to the beach and whatnot. So everyone kind of moved on and went north from there because Perth is so isolated. There's not really much there, so yeah, we decided we'll get a camper van and drive up the west coast drive all throughout the west coast to darwin um we stayed there we stayed there for about two weeks she wasn't working i was i was working on a building site yeah. and it was 35 degrees every day 100 percent humidity every day and i, I said to her, two weeks she was just sat by the pool i was just gonna I say got, nice for sat outside at the pool but not yeah, nice she, work. Was. <laughs> she was sat by the pool and I, I was just after a couple of weeks i said look love Pack your bags, we're off. We, we're not staying here, too hot. Yeah. <laughs> so we left there. <laughs> we went across the Cairns, just hanging around there, partying and whatnot. And went, started, started driving down the East Coast, done farm work and whatnot. we done bananas. And then, um, and then ran out of money. We actually ran out of money. That's how we ended up in Brisbane. Yeah. Brisbane was never on the cards. We were never coming to Brisbane. There was no, there was no plan to to, yeah. to visit Brisbane whatsoever. It was, I think we kind of just when we got the camper van and finally got to the to the top round to Cairns, we ran out of money, and it was like the plan just kind of Fell went apart. south from there. Really. There was just nothing. What do we do now? Like we work, we was in a working hostel, and it was just we were getting messed around there. And in the end, it was I had a bit of money left over on one of our credit cards and I said, look, we're going to have to just, you know, book a flight to, 
to Brisbane, get some accommodation, which we did. That was literally all as far as we could stretch. We got probably four days accommodation in a shitty hostel. I managed to get a painting job. And we, we actually arrived in Brisbane in the September, September 2012, I think it was. And I had $13 in the account. Yeah. So <laughs> the $13 in our bank account between us. Is, yeah, it was a testing time. So how, how many years ago was that? About seven years ago? Yeah. You've yeah. done well to turn it around then. Would you say that's been your yeah. lowest point? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, yes. I mean, look, I, we, we would have got bowed out by family. I mean, I, I don't doubt that. But, you know, as far as, you know, our own means, like yeah. we came with, you know, a couple of grand each. That was gone. I think I had two credit cards. She had one credit card. They were maxed. Yeah. When we got the flight, we paid for the flight and accommodation. It was like, well, this is it. I mean, Spread what, across what we're cards. Going to do? We're going <laughs> like, to ring the embassy and get them to fly us home or what? Like, you know, it was, but fortunately, I got a job. I phoned the bloke up just off Gumtree and he said, oh, I need a painter. Come paint my house. Just the inside. You're going to sell it. And he think you, he paid me about $20 an hour. And I got there. I'd done a couple of hours. I went, look, mate, you can see what I can do. Bump it up a little bit, will you? And he bumped it up to 23 an hour. And I applied for another job whilst I was doing that. And then, which started about two weeks later, and I was with him for about five months. Yeah. And that was, that was when it, you know, I got out of the hostel. We, we rented a place, just a room in someone's house just down the road. And that was that. I just worked, 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 worked. Got to the end of the first year visa. And we'd actually, by that point, Taylor got a job. And by that point, we'd actually saved up enough money to go, to go traveling. So we applied for our second year visa. got all that out of the way. And then went traveling around Southeast Asia for, for five months on the, yeah. on the proceeds. We, decide, we decided to go back to Brisbane after that then. Yeah. And we thought, you know, it just, there was just something about, there's something about Perth that I just, it just didn't sit right. I just didn't fancy it. I just, I don't know what it was. I can't explain it, but when we got to Brisbane and then the opportunity for work and, you know, just, just where it was, you know, situated in Australia, you know, it was an hour yeah. flight to, to Sydney, you know, everywhere's closer. And I just thought, this is, this is, this is the place. And that was that. We just, Brisbane was just our base then. Yeah. We just, we, we done, we went traveling we came back, you know, we went home for a holiday. We came back to Brisbane. We traveled somewhere else. We came back to Brisbane. Like, I mean, we must have came back to Brisbane, you know, three, four times with, with nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just started, just started again, you know, just when I got, um, there's a little place in the city where we used to live and they used to do temporary contracts where you just, no furniture, no nothing. You just sign up for, for three months. You just go, yeah. just go and share an apartment. Yeah. And I think we, um, we're actually in the process of uh, applying for citizenship now. And um, we phoned them up the other day because we need, needed the addresses. And she sent us through an email yesterday, I think it was, and it had six different unit numbers. <laughs> <laughs> this apartment block. Because we just kept going and coming back, going and coming back. And, yeah, just use it yeah, as a base, right. basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you were saying earlier on about like your mate, he was going six months on, six months off. We, you know, we were just kind of just, we must have done that for about four or five years, probably all in four years, probably all up. So we're going re- home. So rewinding back then, how did you start in business as a decorator? Because obviously you started in the UK. Uh, it's actually yeah, it's a funny story. Um, I um, when I was at college, we had a one of the tutors at college. He was he was there part time, 
And, um, you know, one of the other tutors said, you know, he was he was looking for a painter. One of the other tutors said, oh, Chris is a good lad. You know, he's he knows what he's doing. Give him a try kind of thing. And that was that. So he said, yeah, come, you know, I'll, I'll give you, I think I was at college two days a week. So he said, I'll, you know, I'll give you three days a week to start with till you finish. I was there for about two years with him. And then all of a sudden he came in one day and said, look, lads, I'm going to Australia. I've yeah. given it up. I'm, I'm going to Adelaide. And I was only about 20 at the time, 21. And it just, you know, went straight over my head. All right, you're going to Australia. All right, sweet. See you later. You know? And he said, oh, to the other bloke, who was a bit older than me, he said, oh, you know, do you want to take the business on? And I'll give you the client base and whatnot and as many contacts as possible. And he went, yeah, 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 I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it with Chris. And, you know, he went, well, you sure? He's only... The only young like, and he went, no, no, we'll, we'll do it together. So that was that. He, he he went off to Adelaide. He's still there, and uh, and me and him, me and him started, and we went for probably four years, I think, until I until I heard about it myself, and yeah, decided. And to that was that. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was it was all right. You know, we we had a we had a fair go at it. I mean, I wasn't wasn't setting the world on fire, obviously. That's why yeah. I left. But it was all right, you know. I, I always had money in my pocket. You know, I'd always done pretty well out of it. But we, he was, you know, at the time he was probably, you know, mid fifties. Yeah. So he kind of, you know, I was very, you know, wanting to try new things and you know just being optimistic about this and that and doing this for the business, and doing that. Whereas he'd already kind of been down that road before and got his fingers burnt a couple of times. So. Yeah, There's always a conflict feeling. of interest there, you know. <laughs> yeah. It was always kind of. Yeah, I, I can see yeah. that. I've, now you've said that, I'm wondering if that's why. I mean, it's not that me and young lad that work for me don't go on. It's just I don't know. I wonder if that's where it differs because I think I've been there and done it. It's not for me, and he's he's obviously wanting to expand, and you know, yeah, yeah. He, he wants to run, and I just want to amble. <laughs> yeah, of course. I think that I think that was you hit the nail on the head. It was. That was exactly how it was, and I don't know. It just kind of—I mean, at the time, it was—you just got on with it. But different times I, in, I, la- I, in your life, in it, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I—I I do feel that we could have. I mean, we were only from a small town. I mean, you weren't. Yeah. You know, you weren't making millions, but I do feel that we could have, you know, just done a little bit more, done this or done that, and it was. And no offense to the bloke, I love the bloke, but the door was just got shut in my face every time. You know, oh no, yeah. I've done that before. This has gone tits up before. Yeah. And, yeah, and when I've you, done you it so it's of, a no. <laughs> yeah, and it's when you when you when you're kind of working with that that mindset and that attitude, you know, day in day out, it, it does get a little bit tiring. Yeah. And in the end, I've done five years, and I was like, "Look, mate, I'm gonna I'm going on to pastures new. You know, I'm gonna try go and try something else." And, you know, like I said, he was a bit bitter to start with, but you know, in the end, he said, "You know, good on you, mate. You know, I'm, I'm pleased yeah. you're, pleased you're doing it. You know." Yeah. So on opposite end of being without a pot to pissing in Australia, what what's been your highest point? Highest point in Australia? Well, just in general, you know, work wise. Has it been in Australia um, or was it back at home? Yeah, I'd say it's work wise, it's 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 gotta be here. Definitely. I mean I've been going just over just over two years now. Yeah. Just over two years and it's kind of Believe it or not, the COVID year yeah. has, uh, has has been the most fruitful. It's um, that's, that's kind of how it's gone. I mean, I've I spent 
I spent two years trying to, you know, get it to a point where, you know, the business was kind of carrying itself, you know, and earning yeah. money and the money was just kind of drip feeding itself into the account on a regular basis. And that's where we are now. I've got someone else working for me. Uh, I've got, I'm working for two builders. I've got another contract um, stripping houses, which I'll touch on in a, in a minute. Um, yeah. So it's kind of, it just kind of, it's just, it's just gone pop. You know, I've, I've, yeah. I'm actually barely keeping up with it. So, I was just going to say it's at beginning, we, we did a COVID special podcast at beginning and a lot of us were a bit skeptical thinking, there's a recession coming, there's a recession coming. Whether there still is or not, I don't know, because everyone I speak to, I'd say 90% of decorators I speak to are busier than ever, but I think, are we riding a wave? I don't want to be pessimistic, but when redundancies start kicking in, is it going to drop? Are we we about six months behind? Yeah, of course. I mean, and there's whispers of that here. I mean, well, actually, I think about two months ago, Australia officially went into a session but you know they've they've not had a recession here for about thirty years. Yeah, you know, it's 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 so different here with with money and you know there's just there just seems to be more of it around. Yeah, you know, and the target my target market, I I, I target money anyway. Like I don't do you know I'm not I don't do five star finishing high end yeah. jobs. You know, kind of multi million dollar houses. Far from it, but you know I do kind of my market kind of is targeted at people that can afford to have their houses painted so yeah same as me and, basically it's knowing your market and, and sticking and aiming yeah, at the market yeah, yeah yeah precisely precisely that it's just it's just common sense isn't it if you want to it's, it's, it's always 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 assimilated to it's the west life of painting west west life the cheesy the, the they all do the armless they get up off the stool keynote change it's the same repetitive <laughs> formula one after other but they know the market and they stick to it you know, yes, because you know what works. It's same with us. With, if, if you know what works, stick to your markets. Know what your customer is, your customer base. That's Everybody right. has a That's piece. right. Yeah. That's right. I mean, well, I, you know, I, I work predominantly, it's, it's domestic repaints, you know, residential. Yeah. That's, that's what I did at home mainly, and that's, that's what I do here. And, you know, the, the, the jobs here are, are, are often larger scale because, you know, the majority of the houses in Queensland, in Brisbane, they're, they're timber built houses, it's timber weatherboards, yeah. timber windows, yeah. frames, all, steps, all sidings, decks, aren't they? Everything. It's all wooden it's all, sidings. It's all timber. Yeah, yeah, it's you know, they're 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 big jobs. And if yeah. you're doing them on your own, I'll be on a house for six weeks on my own, yeah. five weeks on my own. You know, it's and yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 very different. Yeah. It's very different here. But yeah, the kind of the whole you know, the recession thing, it's it's kind of not it's not really happened here. And I don't I'm not sure that it will. So, so going back to your market, what's your biggest struggle that you feel you could improve on? Uh, what could I improve on? I mean, or what would you like to improve on? Um, just, I'd like to, I'd like to have just getting a crew together. That's the the next step for me is yeah. getting a crew together. That's where, kind of, when I first started, it was like, right, you're going to be a sole trader, you're going to be on your own, but doing that kind of work, it's just not possible. Yeah, I've done it for two years. It's like it's killer. <laughs> yeah, you see, you know, see, this very... goes back. This goes back to you and that old bloke. I'm opposite now. I've been. I'm not being together. I've been there and done it, and I just think that nah, I can't be bothered now. I just want to mm. be me and one, and that's it at the moment. Yeah, yeah. It's not worth the headaches. 
Well, I kind of said to myself, you know, while I've still got, you know, a bit of youth on my side, I'll go down the route of getting a crew on, a couple of crews on, doing that for a few years. If it turns out to be too much of a headache, if it turns out not to be, you know, that profitable, fine, I'll revert back. Yeah. But if I, I just, I'm kind of in the mindset, if I don't try it, then I'm always going to wonder why I didn't. Yeah. That, that was basically so, me. I, I, I got to, I was subbing for someone and I thought, do you know what? I want to have a go on my own before I get to 30. I'm sick of lining somebody else's pockets. Yeah. I want to give it, a, I gave it a go. I crashed and burnt. And I just thought, you know, I took a, I took a step back and took a different view on life and just thought it's not for me. You know, stick, stick to I am. You know, what, what. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I think when I started it, I kind of, you just don't really know, do you? No. You know, it's kind of, if, if, you, if you was, if you'd have said to me when I started, two years time, you'd be working for two builders, you've got a bloke working for you, and you've got a contract, you know, remove, removing coatings from houses, you know, on the yeah. south side of Brisbane. Like, if you said to me, I'd have had all of that within two years, I'd have said, you're off your head. What are you yeah. talking about? Not going to happen. But things, things just move so quickly here. Brisbane's quite a small city. Yeah. So it's just opportunity just seems to be everywhere. You know, you, you meet one person, you do this, and then you've got a number for this person. He knows this person. And it's like, before you know it, you've got three or four or five good contacts. And that's really all you need, you know? So, yeah, going back to what you were saying before, I mean, yeah, the, the, the next stage for me is, is trying to get a crew together yeah. and really and get some real, some real efficiency in, uh, in getting these jobs completed. Like yeah. especially the big houses, but you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go on too much about it. But you know, there is a lot of painters, a lot of the, the British lads will complain about the standard over here. <laughs> I've heard that you know, a few times. Yeah, 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 I'm sure you have. Um, and yeah, scrape fill spray. Is, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, is, scrape scrape gun spray. <laughs> there is a you know there's. There's, there's, there's a bit of a conflict there. There is, but yeah. we're here. Yeah. This is where, this is, this is where I am. This is where I reside. This is where I live. This is where I'm going to be. So yeah. it's just one of those things. And I think as long as you, as long as you've got the right attitude, and as long as you're, you know, treating the lads how, you know, they should be treated, and you know, it's on you to make sure they can do the job. In the, the day, they can't. Yeah. Then, you know. So yeah, I mean, if I can um, if I can get a good crew together, which is what I'm working on, then yeah, there's no reason why the business shouldn't, you know, go from strength to strength, really. Yeah. So if if you could go I mean, back, for, to, sorry, go on. I was just going to say, two years ago, before I started, I mean, probably a bit before then, I was I was working for one company, and I was I was think I was saying to my missus, Do you know what, I ain't doing it. I'm not I'm not starting a business. Sod that. Yeah. <laughs> not, not interested. Not interested, you know. Yeah. I mean, thinking about that now, it's just like, how the, how the bloody hell did you get to that? You know, it was, because it was one firm I was working for, it was so bad. It was just so bad. Like, yeah. Some of the things I was seeing on a daily basis, you know, I'd, I'd not seen in, you know, 15 years of painting and it was happening every day. Yeah. So I got, I got pushed into it. And I, I, I tried that about seven years ago when, when we were having the second one. I thought, I'll get a steady job, get paid every week and can't fault them. I'll not name company. Uh, can't fault them. I got paid just gone midnight every Thursday. Money in your bank, but it was just the mentality of some other blokes. It's I don't give yeah. a shit. It's not my job. You know they weren't bothered who were following them. They weren't team players. 
and I, I lasted about six weeks. They were laying a lot off because yeah. they were doing university stuff. And that were coming to an end because everybody was going back to uni. And I think it went to September time. So they were doing all student accommodation. They were laying people off. And some of them couldn't believe I'd handed me notice in. I just said, look, I can't be doing it mentality. You know, I've had enough of it. You know, I just went back on my own. Never yeah. looked back to again since. I just thought, I'll yeah. give it a try. Again, give something a try. Didn't like it. You know, yeah. just back on my own. I just thought that's when I just thought I'll stay on my own. Yeah, so, it's the same here. I mean, to yeah. be honest, that, you know, that, that company, which shall remain unnamed, um, I actually learned a hell of a lot about myself. How to run a business. <laughs> about, yeah, and about my, about my ability as a, as, a, yeah. as a painter, you know, because I've often, I've, I've often struggled with my own confidence, I suppose, over yeah. the years. You know, you kind of, especially when there's a lot of painters there, a lot of people, you're thinking, oh, bloody hell, yeah. you, know, you might get lost here kind of thing. But my confidence grew and grew there. And I, at one point there, I was, you know, I was kind of running, you know, 10, 15 painters at yeah. times doing new build work and and that yeah that was really that was really where I kind of come to the realization that I was going to start a business yeah. I wasn't going to work in that environment because I go to work you know trying to produce the work but then I'd have 10 blokes behind me who just didn't give a shit about anything yeah. like it was it was crazy and, and you're getting less money for it you might as well do it for yourself for that yeah money. it was yeah. it was unbelievable and the, the whole whole recruitment process of, of this company was just astounding. Like, like they, they were letting these painters come onto building site. They had a carrier bag as a bloody toolbox. <laughs> carrier bag, a special bro. <laughs> you know, it's, it was, it was nuts. It was just nuts. Yeah. And I just, and I was, just, and believe it or not, the lads that, the two lads that were running it were, were English. <laughs> I, I think sometimes it's just bodies on, I've been on jobs in London where all, all the wanted seat firm hour subbing for from up here. All they wanted to see were bodies on jobs in white overalls. So he'd get a couple of labourers, yeah. buy them some white overalls, muck them up a bit, put them on. So it was just bodies on job when when yeah. owners turned up, you know. So it looks like we're we're hitting it as such. Yeah, and that was so, exactly what that was like. Yeah. But what they were getting wrong was they was that was the company that I was telling you about that had all the sponsors on from you know all over England and yeah. Scotland, Ireland, wherever, and it was either. It was either all sponsors, it'd be all sponsors and all apprentices. They would, yeah. they, they would literally have 15, 20 apprentices on yeah. one building site. No foreman. There'd be one yeah. foreman. We, we've, so, had that. we've had that when I used to do new builds. I used to do a lot of simming over here. And there was one bloke locally, uh, again, I'll not say his name. I've, I've had to delete a load of names out of podcasts because I slip up with their names. <laughs> uh, but he used to have about six or seven apprentices. And they all used to be smashing new bills out. Then he had two qualified blokes that would go and do snagging. And that's how he was making his money. You know, because these apprentices thought they were brilliant because they were on 400 quid a week. You know, because they were smashing them out. And for an apprentice, it is a good wage. And you are grafting yeah, for it. not bad money. But, but that's how he was making his money. You know, and that's how... It's all wrong though, isn't it? You know, yeah. when you've got, you've got blokes like that that are treating it, treating it like that, you know, it's, you wonder why... We're in the state yeah. we're in. <laughs> yeah. So if, if, if you could go back Christmas Carol style to the young Chris, what advice would you give yourself? Uh, I'd say generally with, with probably most aspects, just to be more confident, I think. Yeah. Definitely with everything. Um, you know, the whole, again, the whole travelling thing, that came a little bit later on, but I just wish I was a little bit more switched on. I don't regret anything. You know, 
far from it. But yeah, just to just have a bit more confidence with with things, and even even starting my business here because you know again, really, I started my business here when I was thirty two, thirty three. I mean, yeah, thirty two. I could have been, you know, I could I got my I got my permanent residency visa almost five years ago. You know, I, I really could have cracked on with it then and started yeah. it. But it, again, it was just just confidence, I suppose, not knowing anyone, not having any contacts. And did you think? Do you think you the traveling helped with the confidence? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent. I mean, yeah. the first time round when I told you about when I went with my cousin. I mean, that was that just you know that just changed everything for me. Really, it was kind of there was a whole. You know, just you say about the small town mentality. You know that that's just not there. Yeah. You go to these places where everyone's been. You know, I was talking to bloody twenty-two-year-old lads who've, who've done sixteen countries. You know, it's yeah. ridiculous. It's just yeah. crazy. Like that whole that whole home hometown. You know, attitude just isn't there anymore, and it's that's that's really refreshing. You know, I, to have I, think, that. I think looking at the younger ones, they are. It's not a lack of loyalty to companies and people. I think they are more willing to go out there. They seem a bit more forward than I was at that age. Yeah, definitely. And I'd even say that now about yeah. about about me. You know, when I was, you know, it's the same for us. You know, definitely. Yeah. Again, like, I, I think mobile devices and technologies made it an even smaller world, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. And the thing is, as well, there's, there's so much more of the world open. Well, not right now, obviously, because of COVID. But you know, there's there's yeah. <laughs> there's so much more of the world open. You know, that's aside from COVID, than there was even ten years ago. Yeah, the places that you can travel to and go to and go and visit. You know, it's so it's it's all so open now. And I just you know, I, I just I wish I knew kind of eighteen, nineteen, you know, twenty odd. I was able to go and do this because yeah. I would have. You, not you only would have what you know now. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, if I if I had my time again, I I would have I would have gone to New Zealand, done yeah. a couple of years in New Zealand, then come to Australia or even yeah. Canada. I would have gone and done the same there. I'm, I'm, a, over, I'm a bit like that with uh, house buying. I wish I'd have known thirty years what I knew now. I'd have bought an house a long while ago instead of pissing it up wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny you say that. We've actually just bought our first house. Yeah. So you've done well um, yeah. then in seven years to get there with nothing in your pocket basically back in brisbane get to a point where you've you know you've i'm, I'm assuming you've you've got a local person working for you like an aussie you know and you, you've yeah you've, you've yeah been with it two years got the contact bought now so you've done bloody well then you know yeah we, yeah we've yeah yeah cheers mate we um you know I, I i can't say that we haven't had a bit of help getting the house pushed along because we have I don't think there's um, any way to get an house nowadays without any help. Yeah, we have it's had we have had some for help. anyone starting out. It, it is, and it's you know the, the housing market is no no different really to what it is in England. It's bloody expensive to buy a house. That's just a deposit needed. Oh yeah, I mean it was you know you, the deposit was allocated and they still took a, a load more. It was like you know left for nothing. I mean, I did it was crazy, mind, but. I did mine 10 years ago. I bought this one off me and my ex. We weren't too far into it. Uh, me and my ex bought this house a year later. I had to buy it off me and my ex. I got a self-cert mortgage, 100%, no accounts, and all my legal fees paid. Nowhere on earth right. that I do with that now, is there? Well, <laughs> and yeah, then six, I mean, six months later, economy crashed. It's probably why. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were, I mean, it's, the, the housing market is strong here. It is yeah. strong. And they've been saying, you know, with the whole COVID thing, they've been saying, you know, it's, it's going to dive and, and, and whatnot. And it, it kind of, it hasn't. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like we got, we got ours and it was, you know, the, they wanted 20% over here. We didn't have 20%. So yeah. it was, we, we give them 10%. And I'm not really sure how it works in England, but over here, if you don't have 20%, you then got to pay a fee for lender's mortgage insurance. Yeah. So that was another 25 grand on top of the, of the final home loan. <laughs> so yeah, now it's, it was, yeah, it's, it's cost a pretty penny, but it's, it's getting a reno done on it now. Yeah. Um, fortunately, one of the builders that I work for, he's, um, he's took all the work on all the lads that I work with. They're all in there getting stuck in. So we've got it. We've got it for a you know a reasonable price. So yeah. we've been fortunate on 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 that level. Yeah, it's all going on. It's all yeah. going on. So, are you a book reader at all? And if if so, is there uh, any yeah. recommend? Yeah, I'm a book reader. Um, what am I reading at the moment? I'm reading a book on J. Edgar Hoover at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of a controversial one. What did that, it's about I his life and the day that come up in some other day. I can't remember what it was. Oh, it was an I Arnold. What it's called? It was was it an Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> oh, Conair, not Conair. Sorry, Conair. Uh, the Rock. The Rock. The Rock, and it was Sean Connery. Bless him, he's gone now, hasn't it? Last week too. Yeah, he died the other uh, day, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, and it was it was on about all the secrets he had on the American presidents, assassins, and aliens landing. He'd stole his tape and he did it. What premise at story? But yes, yeah, uh, just. Provoked memory when you said that with the president. Classic. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a it's a bit of an insightful book. That I mean. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it went down very well with the Americans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From what I read on the back, but it's an interesting read. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't think any that, I don't think any country likes uh, out, out that uh, speaks a bit of truth, do they? My, my yeah. other house watching that The Crown about British monarchy. And yeah. I, I was sat because I've been at home, uh, isolated. I was sat watching it the other day, and there was a there was a bit on it, and it, it was on about it was showing you Prince Philip, and we all know, yeah, whatever, how, how he can be. I says, I'm surprised he can get away with that. She says, so am I, because they don't like truth, do they? You know, it, it didn't put me in best light, yeah. but I suppose it's just informal and honest, you know, and that's all it can be. That's right, but I think you know a lot of these royalists, they probably don't believe it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll not get into whether you're a royalist or not. No, 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 no. no, no. I, don't, we'll, I don't do politics. We'll I'm not that debate for I don't another do politics. Day. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, me neither. Me neither. So, so, what's best advice you can give for selling yourself? <laughs> selling myself? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, yourself. when you go to a look at a job, what's what's the best way you sell yourself? Because oh, oh, that, basically, right. that's what you're right. doing, isn't it? When you, especially yeah, when it's yeah, a new yeah. customer. Sorry. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I've always kind of, um, you know, it's my opinion that, you know, you, you sell, you, you sell yourself at the first meeting at the quote, yeah. that's, that's where it's all said and done. Yeah. I think because there's so much competition here. Basically um, every, every job's like a job interview, isn't it? For, for, for yeah, self-employed, yeah. you know, you, you go in there, you've got so long, you're looking at the job and you're pricing it up, but you've got, so long to sell yourself to that customer to see if they're yeah. a fit for you and you're a fit for them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of you get in, 
you, you throw all the information, you give it the big one, tell them how good you are, tell them you can do this and whatnot. And I think it depends really. It depends on, it depends on who you're talking to, but I know it's a bit different here to England. Um, I'm actually, I'm a licensed contractor here. It's, um, we're licensed by the QBCC, which is Queensland Building and Construction Commission. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, that kind of, that kind of, Sometimes that will get you a job. Sometimes it won't. Do you, you know, think that's a better say, thing to have to have to be licensed? Does it? Yeah. Cut, does it cut the cowboys out. Um, well, the thing is, it's kind of painting and decorating is is the only one that doesn't require you to have a license. They yeah. like you to have a license, but if I'm a chippy or a plumber, I've got to have a license. Can't yeah. come to your house and start ripping out cables and doing things like that without a license. Whereas if you're a painter, it's kind of well, yeah, you know, it's there. Yeah. <laughs> if you want it, you know, yeah. it's, it, sh- it does, should does really it give, be... Does it give you any credibility, then? Does it give you any more? Well, it... Or they just look at it and think, oh, you'll be dearer. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah they, they do. But, of course, it does give you credibility as far as you push it, like you say about yeah. selling yourself. You know, I will say, because... Most people that you've spoken to have been burnt by a painter somewhere along the line. Oh, yeah. This bloke's come here and done this. This bloke's come here and buggered that up, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I will say, particularly in that instance, you know, I'm a licensed contractor. I'm licensed by the QBCC. You know, this is what's going to happen if, you know, if I do a bad job or, you know, this is the protection you have. I have protection against you. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're right. All they're looking at is that figure at the bottom of the quote. Yeah. It doesn't really, you know, it's so you, you know, you, you win or lose there anyway. But we have a, um, there's a, a license, sorry, an insurance that they pay, which is the, what's it called? What's it called now? I've gone blank. Basically, they pay, they pay a, an insurance fee at the, at, which you put on the bottom of the quote, which is, which I have to, I have to charge on this insurance as a licensed contractor. Yeah. So it's just, it's just, a, it's just a, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a scam, really, but you know they see that they see the insurance fee on the bottom, you know, plus the you know the GST on top, goods yeah. and services tax on top, and it's like they know that they can get a painter that's going to drop all of that for two grand yeah. cheaper. Yeah, it's it's a bit so, like my uh, my brother-in-law about a bit two years ago this Christmas. He he does kitchen and bedroom fitting. Yeah, has his own company, three or four blokes, and because he got into the point where he was supplying a lot of kitchens, like three or four a month. It was spending like 15, 20 grand a month. Yeah, he was getting the money back once he'd done the job, but it took him over threshold for that. And it, it was yeah. telling me it was about Christmas, he had to go back. I said, so what about all customers you've got booked in? Because I'm, I'm not that registered. I think our threshold is 85 grand in construction trade. And uh, I said to him, how's that work then? I says, what about all the customers you've got booked in? I says, do they get it at pre-VAT? He says, oh, no. He said, I've got to ring them all up and say, if they still want to go ahead, there's 20% on top. I says, geez, I says, that'd make me swerve somebody with that. I says, 20%. Yeah. I says, yeah, on, a, on a big job, it's a lot. You know, and yeah. it says, well, it can, it can lose your jobs with private. Uh, so we would do domestic stuff. He says, but contract stuff, you'd get more work. Yeah, says, so it swings right. and roundabouts, you know, and I, I just think. You know yeah, I, mean? I kind of had the same problem because when I went over, um, but I kind of worked it. Like our, 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 um, our tax year ends on June 30th here. And I kind of worked it. I phoned up my accountant and said, look, I've just priced two jobs, I think it was, without the GST on top. 
So I'm yeah. not, I'm not now going to phone them up and say, you know, your full external repaint is now going to cost you 10% more. Yeah. So she, she managed to work it out so that I kind of done those two jobs. It was fine. And then when it rolled over on July 1st, then the yeah. GST started from then. Yeah. And I think I went over by, I can't remember how much it was, but I did go over the threshold and she said, look, I'll just ring the ATO, just the Australian taxation office. And I'll just, you know, I'll just put it right for you and it'll be fine. So I didn't get a problem, but yeah, but from then on, I see what you mean. I, I, was, I said, I'm very uncomfortable about yeah. bringing up these customers and saying, you know, I'm going to put this money on top. I don't, that's not right. Yeah. So, it's a home warranty insurance. That's what it's called. Yeah. It's a home warranty insurance. So where, so where do you see the trade heading? Just is it heading different? Does it head in a different direction over there to it does over here, or just see it heading in similar? Uh, direction? I don't know. I mean, I think um, I think the attitude's got to change towards it. I don't think that's ever going to change. But other trades or our our trades within our trade? Um, other trades definitely other trades. I mean, there's you know there's as much disrespect to the trade here as what there is in England. Yeah, but. I think I, I think social media helps it along the way a lot. Yeah. I think like Instagram definitely that definitely helps our trade. I mean, I um, I mean it's a very it's a very very good tool for showcasing your work as you well know. Yeah. And I've actually the last builder that look excuse me that I started working for he actually picked me up from Instagram. He he phoned me up and said I've seen your work on Instagram. I want yeah. I want you to come and do some painting for me. So. You know, I think, I think like while we've got that that facility, I think that's a that can only be a good thing. I mean, you know, all my all my customers and potential customers now, majority of them will go onto my Instagram, look at my work. I, I think a lot of customers, if they're savvy, they've pre-selected you before they even rung you, be yeah. following you and looking yeah. at your work. Well, yeah, I mean, I, ca- I can't say that I get customers through Instagram. And I mean, as far as Facebook, I know Facebook's a very big tool in England for for getting work, but I don't I don't really use Facebook that much. I'm not really yeah. I'm not. I'm just not really on there, so I can't really speak for 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 Instagram getting me you know a volume of work. But I mean, for the for the lads that are you know around that work around here doing what I'm doing, the work that they're showcasing, which is generally internal repaints, external repaints, just domestic. You know the lengths that they're going to in yeah. their preparation. Yeah. You know, it's like I see that on their stories and on on their on their posts, and you've got to be doing the same. Oh yeah, it's, it's, over it's, it's up it's up in the game for everybody, isn't it? In a nice way, definitely. Because yeah, definitely. you're you, it's, it's friendly competitiveness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. So if, if someone's got onto your Instagram, they're looking at your work. They've been onto five more pages around your area. I looked at their work. Yeah. So if he's they, over they there where standing every to inch of that wall to get the work, yeah, 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 and it's it does it makes you know I mean I I work I do I work to the highest standard possible and my work speaks for itself, you know. But you've always you've got to keep one eye on you know making sure that the preparation is is Key. is spot on. Yeah. You know, you yeah. watch someone if that bloke's over there sounding every inch of that wall with his oil bottle sander, then you're doing the same. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know that's like that's it. Yeah. It's, it's raising yeah, it's, game I mean, in nicest way. Yeah, definitely, and I think yeah. that can only that can only knock on to you know to to builders because if that builder's come up to me and said I like your work, seen it on Instagram, there's got to be other builders doing that. With, yeah, with, yeah. With and and, and any that are a bit savvy about got a bit about them, yeah. Hmm, definitely. Yeah. So it's, it's it's like a new generation. 
the what the ones that are savvy on social media know what they want and know what to expect for what they're paying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I think there's there's still such a gulf though between the lads that are doing it for themselves and you know the lads that are just working for a company. Yeah. It's kind of like it doesn't seem to be really an in between. I, I was I was on a I was on a job just before I had my ice lace. I was on a job, uh, and again I'll not say company name. I don't want to get bother. There was a there's a massive nine bedroomed house, and the builder's relatives are decorating. He worked for a big firm in all, which is a big town near me. And he says, "Oh, I, I work for them." And I just thought, Do you know what? I'm going to go and have a go on my own. And he's, he's gone on his own. And he says, he, he was painting next door, but we we'd lined it. About two months before, because customers were doing a lot of their own, and they'd got him in this massive staircase just to smash it out with emulsion. He says, "Did you line next door?" I says, "Yeah." He says, "Made a good job." Right? I'm like, "All right, cheers." He says, "How'd you get on with me to wide lining paper?" He says, "A bit that way, a ton when you pasted it." I says, "You what?" He says, "When you pasted, I bet weighs a ton them drops." I says, "No, he paints wall." Oh, what's that then? He'd never heard of wall lock paste wall lining paper, but it's because they work for these big companies. And yeah. all they're doing is just going into a merchant, John O's, whatever, and just buying 1,200 grade lining paper and having somebody smashing it out on a pasteboard. We're all, right. you know, and they're That's not right, used yeah. to stuff. Beige masking tape, they, they won't spend money on, you know, your branded stuff. You know, it's, they just know that. And it, it couldn't believe that you got a, a piece of the wall, wall uh, lining paper that's a meter wide. Yeah. But like you said, that's, yeah, that's that's the divide between somebody that works for the self. And that educates herself and somebody that's just happy to go in. I mean, I'm that's not right. they're happy to go in and work for a firm, eight, eight till half four and get paid every week and not have to deal with customers. Yeah. Well, that's, that's where it starts and ends, isn't it? You know, yeah. that's it. You go, to, yeah. you go to work, you do your hours, you get paid, you go home, that's it, start again Monday. Well, my, my missus listens to these podcasts. She, she'll go out and do a walk in the morning because uh, you can't go to gym or swimming around. And she'll put earphones in. I've got her into podcasts now. She'll listen to this and some others. And she, she says, I've got a question for her. She says, I've listened to some of them. She says, I don't know the people. She says, but if they've got a team or crew or gang, whatever you want to call it, that's that good, how come the workers aren't working for themselves? And I says, do you know, that's a good question. I says, but yeah. they might not want the hassle of having to go out and look at jobs at night, do the paperwork, mm. the tax. They're, just, they're really good at the job. They just want to go. And I suppose it depends on, you know, what, how, what you're, your means of living are how much you need. They could probably just go to work, earn a decent wage, show up, put their overalls on, do the job, go home. They're not worrying about getting paid, you know, mm. pricing jobs up. I said that's probably how it is. You know, it's it was a hard one to answer. I think. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That they yeah. are very, very hard to find, and that's not, you know, that's not just with painting. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, the builders that I work for. You know, I spoke to plumbers, chippies. Sparkies, you name it, they're all in the same boat. Yeah, they've all got too much work on. Yeah. They're trying to do it by themselves because they know they're going to do a good job, but they can't find the level. They can't find anywhere near the level where they are. You've got to find it's somebody that's willing to give hundred percent work and prep. Yeah, yeah, for less money than what you're charging. So yeah. if you're charging hundred and fifty a day, you're probably only giving your bloke hundred a day. So you've got to find someone that's going to give your hundred percent for hundred quid a day. That's right, and they 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 are very hard to find. Yeah. The bloke that I've got, he's um, he's I think he's just turned fifty, um, and he's you know when when he first started, you know I was a bit unsure as you are, but he turns up. He's he's ten minutes early every day. Yeah. 
That's an you know, age thing. Clean clothes. <laughs> yeah. You know, he does like he can do everything. He can spray. Eight, eight, eight o'clock's late. <laughs> oh, oh, we start early here, mate. Yeah, we start early over here. No, I mean, but when, I'm, I'm asked when my customers say what time be, I say eight o'clock. I'm, I'm out corner at quarter to eight, sat in my van. I pull up at five to and out my van, knocking on the door. Eight o'clock's late. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's it, you know. It's, yeah. And it, I, I find, you know, employing, you know, no no offence to them, but you, you employ the younger lads, you think, oh, you get a couple of younger lads on, they're going to be quick, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be on the ball and sharp. You know, they're going to turn up 15 minutes, 20 minutes, half hour late, if they turn up at all. They're gonna, there's going to be paint bloody everywhere. They don't wash their shirt in bloody three weeks. They're stinking the house out. There's you know, old, like, old boys yet. <laughs> that's it. There's, there's, a lot, there's a lot of that going on. But, you know, I, I, yeah. I, so far, I can't yeah. fault this bloke. You know, yeah. he, he turns up on time. He does a good job. It, he's polite. He can do everything, pretty much. Um, he's been with me for three months now. Yeah. No complaints. So what's, what's your favourite paint product or paraphernalia that you currently use? In Australia, um, Paint product, yeah. I mean, the paint over the paint over here is good. It's good paint. Dulux, I'm I'm not too keen on the Dulux products. Yeah. I don't don't use it. I don't mind their undercoats. Other than that, I don't I don't use a lot of theirs. I see, a lot, of, see a lot of Ames, and I see a lot of I think Mick at HPS uses a lot of Resine, which is is that New Zealand one? Resine Resine's yeah. Resine's a good paint. I've not used too much of that myself. Hames is yeah. Hames is a an Australian, you know, one of the oldest Australian um, companies. I'm, I mainly use Taubman's at the moment. Yeah. I'm quite into their paint. It's, yeah, are they as big on water base there as we are? Yeah. Well, to be honest, I can't, I can't really speak too much for the British industry anymore because it's just been so long since I, since I used any of it, you know? Yeah. But here, here I use, I use water-based for pretty much everything. Yeah. Pretty same as me then, but um, I'm ashamed to say not much of it's British. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's German, Finland, and bloody American. Yeah. See, when before before I left England, you know, there wasn't really. We used to use Sickins actually. Yeah. Our, our, pull, our interior woodwork. Yeah. Sickins yeah. Ruble we used to use the Ruble yeah. Satura. Yeah, but that, I think them. that's still about sparsely. But the AZ and the XD, the external stuff, which was my go-to. The oil base that's been pulled. You're lucky if you're getting white and black now. Really? Yeah. Hell. Don't know why. Yeah, we used to use a lot of that. We used to yeah. use a lot of that when I, when I was there. Yeah, brilliant um, stuff that was. Yeah, here I, we do have sickens here. For um, I use sickens stain. Oh, you can still get the stain. You can still get the yeah. HLS, the HLS, the settle. You can still get yeah. all that. It's just it's just the oil based paints, you know, that you use. Ex- well, yeah, I mean, I use that, but I mean, my one of my paint reps now, I think it's Torben's rep. He was telling me about, I think it's Johnston's. Johnston's have bought out a um, a timber stain over here, which is supposed to be really good, really yeah. good. And Dulux have got another one, which is an Intergrain product, which is which is a stain. I've used that a couple of times. Again, that's water based. So I'm going to start. I'm going to start using that. I think I'm not. Going to, I'm going to start moving away from the oil-based. And yeah. generally, as far as paint goes, if I've if I've got old old gloss, old gloss enamel, I'll just I'll paint over that with the undercoat, oil-based undercoat. Yeah. And that's it. Two coats of acrylic on top. Yeah. Ah, bloody hell! So yeah, there's really no really no oil-based. Yeah. 
going around for me anymore. So what's been your best investment work-wise? Is it dustless like it is over here? Yeah, I mean, my, my two biggest expenses have been, I've got, I've got, I've got a Merca set up. Um, the only thing I haven't got is the big Leros, you know, the big, the big wall sander. Yeah, if, if it's out like the Kleenex, it's overrated. Yeah, I just to be honest, I just I, I I've not got chance to use one, but I've got yeah. got the vac ten meter hose. I've got and I've got the two. I've got the Deros and the, Der- the other one. Deos and Deros. Deos and Deros. I've got yeah. those two. And to be honest, I, I can't fault them. They've been great. Yeah. You know, this, the, the the dust is gone. Like yeah. there's no gone. Gone are the days of you know. <laughs> Look at that, Mister Biro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just clouds and clouds and clouds of dust. Yeah. Fortunately, that's gone, and you know the customers love it. They, they think it's great. Like in Australia, we don't like in this part of Australia, we don't have hard set plaster like you do in England. Yeah, it's all it's all drip rock taped and jointed. Yeah. So if you're in there sanding that without you know without a bloody yeah, it's messy. Back. I, I suppose yeah. Aleros would be good. I'm forgetting you guys have that. Aleros, that's what they're designed for. So Aleros probably would be good for that. Yeah. But for like our hard plasters, the, the, the playing X, I don't rate it because you can't get enough pressure on it. No? Yeah, but but they are made for dry. They're basically drywall sanders. So they'd yeah. probably be ideal for you guys, stuff like that. Yeah, it's all, it's all, it's all drywall here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've just had my house has just been plastered over the weekend. That's all drywall all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it is here. Yeah, and, and other than that, I've got a um I've got a Graco a Graco four ninety. Four nine five. Four ninety. PC Pro. Four nine five. PC Pro, yeah. I've got one yeah. of those. Yeah, same as me. And um <laughs> that's um that's a good unit. It's, it's a, a dream, unit. dream machine I always wanted. I got I got sold by the metallic blokes. We have a few brands over here. And I just love the metallic bloke. It's a beast of a machine. You know, it's beautiful. Yeah, it is, it's great. It's yeah. it's um for what I do, I mean, you've got the big six nine five, the big high boy ones on the wheels, and yeah. I don't, I don't need that for, for yeah. what I'm doing. I don't, I don't, I don't do a great deal of new build at all. Um, it's generally repaints for me. I've start, I now I spray weatherboards now. I used, yeah. to, I never used to do that, but on these, um, on these repaints that I do, I've, I've started. See, man, man swaps just, from just spray uh, finish. Man swaps from skid to car. I picked a second hand car top. And basically all they do is flip it on its back, four nine mil nuts with an impact driver, swap it over, five minutes you're onto a cart. So if you know we've got a big oh. job coming up, I just swap it onto a cart and take it on that. Yeah. It's uh, it makes yeah. it a hell of a lot better machine. Yeah, yeah. I mean to be honest, I don't I don't get the use out of it that I thought I would. Yeah. Because I just don't I mean to be honest, I, I learned to spray in Australia. When when I left England. There was no one was no one was yeah. using spray guns. There was we, like we were we were miscoating bare plaster, you know, with pissed down emulsion. You walk out Probably there covered drunk. in it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all it's all it last last five or six years. I think it's come on in leaps and bounds. Yeah, I mean it was well, well yeah, that that would be right. I mean, you know, six seven years ago, it was just unheard yeah. of. I just I didn't know anyone who had a spray gun. I, I then, did it years ago, ooh, twenty years ago, and then. It weren't worth me having one, and anywhere I saw it, wouldn't invest in one. So it was only about yeah. six, seven years ago I got back into it. Mm. You know, and it's it, well, it has got more popular. You, you guys yeah. have got the big houses that come on, haven't you? Well, yeah, they've all they've all got they've all got guns here. I learned to. I worked for a bloke about four or five years ago. 
probably a bit longer, six years ago. Um, and he, that's where I learned. We were doing a big new build site down um, in Brisbane near the coast there. And um, he had me doing all sorts. I was doing door frames, doors, everything. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I was making a bloody mess, but it was, you know. Ideal place to learn. <laughs> yeah, that's where, that's where yeah. I picked it up. And then I yeah. just, when I went to the next, but I went to the next site where I, you know, the, the, the bad company who shall not be named. When I was there, that was it. I was just chucked into Foreman Roll and, and that was it. It was yeah. there's, there's 10 houses there that need spraying, get on with it. Yeah. So that was that. Just that's how that's where I really picked it up and, and, and honed the skill. I'm a, I'm a relative novice, really. I'd still say I, I wouldn't say that I'm a professional. Yeah. I do a good job, <laughs> don't get me wrong. <laughs> but um, I mean, we're always learning, aren't we? Yeah, well, every day is a school day. That's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad it's a, it's a you know it's a it's a good skill to have. I'm glad yeah. I picked it up. Definitely. So, I mean, skill wise, do you have an end game, or are you just going to basically go till you drop? Um, yeah. Oh no, there is definitely a there's definitely an out. I mean, when I I started two years ago, and I've always kind of I give myself seven or eight years. I said, I, you know, but by the time I get to forty, I want to be I want to be kind of just just a step back off off the tools, you know. Yeah, just a step back. Not like I'm not under any illusions, you know, that I'm going to be driving around in the biggest Ute in Brisbane, biggest pickup in Brisbane, you know. Yeah. Absolutely loaded, like not at all. But just a, just a step back, just to have a couple of crews going, and just to go and you know check quality control and just delegate. Yeah. Basically, that's that's where I want to be. I'm not saying that I will, but you know, I think I've I've, I've got to have that kind of aspiration. I've come all the way over here, yeah. To, you know, try and make more money and try and make a, a go of it. Be, be, and, be a bit of a waste not to. Yeah, I don't you know why yeah. not? And I'm already you know come like there's two of us now. You know, come January, February, I'm I'm really hoping to have at least one more on. Yeah, I, like so, I said earlier, I think for seven years, I think te- to me technically smashing it. To go there with penniless, or you know, to go travel yeah. and get back there penniless, yeah. and to be buying your house in seven years, and you've got a bloke working for yourself, plenty of work coming in. I think you've done pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Cheers, mate. Yeah, cheers. Yeah. It, it, um, it, it, it does move quick. You know, like yeah. I was saying before, you know, if you told me I'd have all these, I'd have already got all these opportunities with my business. You know, after that short amount of time, I'd have been like, nah, there's I, no I think, way. I think and, the older you get, the quicker time seems to go as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you find I mean, out time's your most valuable asset you've got. Yeah, and I think, yeah. and the thing is as well, it's like, you know, I've been been going since I was 16, 17, 34 now. You know, it might sound silly to some people, but it is it is starting to hurt now. Yeah. Oh no, I can I can I can agree with you on that. Like, <laughs> Wait it is. till you get yeah, to my yeah, age, it's yeah, agony. Exactly. Yeah. Precisely. That's just, this is what I mean. It's like yeah. you know, I'm not in, I'm not in bits or anything, but. You know, my hands are starting to ache, like my yeah. shoulder aches, and it's like yeah, shoulder, really, hip, knees. Yeah, like my yeah. knees. Like, do I really want? Do I really still want to be running around a building site when I'm 60, 36 degrees? You know, like no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's like there's. I've got to try and and you know the way it's the way it's going now. I think I you know I'm not academic. You know, I'm. I've never had any training on running a business. I, I kind of do just. You know, play it by ear. I think it's something that's like, I think it's something that's lacking in workplace and at colleges. I think workplaces you don't want to show 100%. you because they'll be frightened you're going to go. 
and at colleges it's just box ticking. Hundred percent. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. Yeah, I, th- I think I think I wrong. think they should start at schools though, and learn educate kids how to handle money at school, yeah, and definitely. then when, whatever course you do at college, just do the basics in business in that in that you know chosen profession. Yeah, definitely. I mean, in my in my two or three years at college, you know, we had a we'd have a theory lesson. I think it was it was only a two day course a week. Yeah. I think we had a one hour one hour of theory, <laughs> and there was no. Yeah. I, I I don't recall any any <laughs> business talk whatsoever. Yeah. Nothing. No. Nothing like yeah. that. You, you know how to do your job, but you don't know how to run a business. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's that's the thing that we all worry about. I think. I said to my message, you know, I said, oh, you know, it's not the it's not the ability that I'm worried about. You know, I'm confident in my yeah. ability to you know to most aspects of the trade. You've, you've just got to it, be an accountant, a tax man. Yeah. It's coming yeah. home. Social coming media home. marketer. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, yeah. Now that as well, you know. Yeah. Like, fortunately, she's taught me a lot about that. I ain't got a bloody clue. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the whole, um, the whole, the whole business side. That was, that was definitely, you know, I had to learn. Yeah. Pretty quick with with that, but I've always been pretty good with money. Like I've, I've never kind of been one to to fritter money away. Like I've always kind of had a bit of, bit of sense about it. So I, yeah. I think. If you if you're a bit sensible with money, you're kind of halfway there anyway. Yeah, yeah. See, I learned the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used do. to live young, free, and reckless. I used to blow mine. I used to enjoy. Well, I still enjoyed a, a nice lifestyle. Now it's just my interpretation of a lifestyle then and now were two total different things. You know that. I, yeah, I, I mean, the hard I, way. you know, I was I was there as well. You know, I mean, when when I first started out with the bloke back in England, you know, I was. 21 so you know a lot of a lot of my money just went yeah but i still i still you know i paid my mum my rent and i still had you know i put a bit of money away it did all go and i think that kind of when you start traveling as well you start it's a, it's a different mindset for money yeah you know you know you might have if you've got a thousand pound or two thousand pound whatever you know that'll do you four weeks yeah in, in southeast asia but if you live in this place, which is two pound a night, and your dinner's yeah. a pound a night, yeah, you know, and you buy you a couple to, of bottles you, of beer in the better. evening, <laughs> that's two months. Yeah, you know, so it's kind of that that makes you more frugal with money anyway. Yeah. So we're, we're coming up to last ones, uh, room one hundred and one style. Three things you'd been because they annoy you. Three things I'd been. Yeah. Hmm. So you mean? Anything. So you mean, have to be work related. Just anything. Three things in world that irritate you. If you could wipe them up face at earth, what would they be? Oh God! Any oh, reality TV. Oh no! <laughs> God, anyone, anyone like the Kardashians. Jesus Christ! Like, yeah. You know anything like that? Gone. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. That's uh, you know that what that's doing to the planet. Jesus Christ. <laughs> How long have you got to talk about that? Bloody hell. <laughs> I like some reality TV. No, no. no it's, I like people Shaw, watching. Geordie Shaw, I watch Geordie Shaw. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no, no. I, can't, I, I cannot get my head around it. I, I do not understand it. I don't. Yeah. It, uh, it, it baffles me. Yeah. yeah. That's one. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what else. What else have I been? Arsenal. I've been Arsenal. They'd get binned. Yeah. 
Full Tottenham fan, blue and white, Arsenal, they'd be gone. What else? What's another question? Oh, I'll tell you what else I'd been, actually. It's going to be a bit controversial. Australian lager. I've been <laughs> Australian lager. It's not that great. Oh, it's, it's, I don't know what they're thinking. Yeah. What lager right, are you drinking uh, now? This one at the moment I've got here is Sapporo. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a Japanese beer. I think it's, it is, it's, it's bottled here under supervision. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Australian lager, Jesus, I don't know. Wow. See, I've, I've not uh, got much experience. Yeah, it's, it's all, all we, all, the only experience we've got is your typical stuff like your Foster's. You know, yeah, and then, well, then the, yeah, Foster's, it's not. Uh, what was the other one? Castlemaine. Forex? Castlemaine yeah, Forex, yeah. I've seen that for years. Last time I saw that was about pff, 10 years ago or more, but I went to went to German decorating show last year. Uh, yeah. And we went on the stand, and it was uh, the blokes from oh, Monarch. Yeah, you know, they were like, the oh, "Come on, you know, yeah, brilliant brushes, come on." And it was the one with the he has like the mullet. I can't remember his name. The nicest bloke you'll meet. Uh, they had like safari outfits on, like typical Australian. And they're like, "Oh, people that speak British." So we stood talking to them, and this is all. Let's crack a few beers because German show. They serve beer. And they had this little podium at middle, and hidden in it was a fridge. And they, they got castle, a can of Castlemaine out for us each. I hadn't oh. seen this for years. Then they got a bowl of macadamia nuts out. <laughs> it was just yeah, the title, oh. the one that looked like, it looked like a Maori or Aborigine or whatever, for ignorance. But the nicest blokes you could meet. And I thought, I hadn't seen Castlemaine for years. Well, funny enough, the Castlemaine, the, the, the Forex Brewery, is about 10Ks away in the city. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, yeah, the Forex Gold, it's, yeah, it's, it's it's not the best, mate. It's not. <laughs> do, they basically make shit, do they make shit lager? Yeah, all of it. They've got yeah. Tui's, Colton. I mean, oh, so this goes on. It's it's yeah. it's fucking horrendous. It really is. I mean, I'm a I'm a Guinness drinker. That's yeah. that's kind of that's that's my go-to. Um, if I am in the pub, if they haven't if they haven't got that, it will it will be Sapporo Asahi. That's another one, Japanese one. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, even the uh, even the European lager, I mean, back home, I drink Heineken. Yeah. But like, the Heineken here, I mean, if you, if you put two pints next to each other, pint pulled in England and a pint pulled in Australia, you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe that that was Heineken. Flat, flat as a fart. <laughs> oh, it's just, a, it's just a taste of it. It's horrendous. Yeah. It? I, know, I know I've got some American friends and they, they said the British lager is a lot better than theirs. Theirs is a bit pissy and weak, apparently. Yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah, I do. Yeah, I do miss it. I do miss it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, too expensive. Sounds like cheaper at home as well. Yeah, is it expensive there? Yeah, yeah. Pint of, I mean, just the European stuff. I mean, a, a pint of Heineken. If I was unlucky, a pint of Heineken would probably cost about eleven dollars, twelve dollars. Yeah. See, that's Five, six quid. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. See, local to me, I'm in a small town. If we've got ex servicemen's club. Last time I went in there about three years ago, my wife used to work there. It was about two twenty a pint, and that was for like yeah, Sa- Sam Smith's Alpine, which is like equivalent to Stella, it's like wife beater yeah. stuff. Uh, but then if you go into Beverly, which is about fifteen miles away, that's like a town. It's like smaller birds in New York. It's affluent. You, you paid about four seventy five a pint, two vodkas yeah. and lemonade, about nine quid. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, same. Yeah, back home, it's kind of a couple of my my local. I mean, that was, I think, 
we used to get Carlsberg in there, Carlsberg export. That'd be about three pound a pint the export. Yeah. But then you go into town. I think the most you pay would be about four quid. Yeah. Four pound fifty. I mean, I've not been home for a couple of years. It might have gone up a little bit now, but there's. Yeah, I think it's when you get the stuff like the uh, Moretti and stuff like that in Beverly. It's it's nearly five. Yeah, quid that's a, that's dear. That's pricey. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's, there's places out here in Brisbane where, you know, I'll pay $13 if I'm unlucky for a pint of Guinness. Yeah, bloody hell. Yeah, usually yeah. sits usually sits about 11 or 12. Yeah. Yeah, um, like going to like the RSLs, like the kind of like the servicemen's clubs, that's like, you get a bit cheaper in there, but not, yeah. not a great deal. Yeah. Brilliant. So where can we find you on social media? Instagram. Nomad Painting and Decorating. Um, I do have a Facebook page, but I don't really use it. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, the handle for that is the same. Um, yeah, I don't really use Facebook. It's more my 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 social my limited social media activity is kind <laughs> of geared towards Instagram. I I just don't really. I did. I had a personal page. I've got a personal page for Instagram. I just don't. Yeah. I just don't use it. I'm just not really. Not, not really into that, you know. See, I, have, I, have, I have both because not everybody wants to see me kid and my food I eat, so I have one for work. work. <laughs> yeah, precisely. It's yeah, they don't want to see it full of burgers on my, on my business one. <laughs> not really for me that. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Some you might see you might see the odd pair of trainers on my business one or a, or a vinyl that I've been playing, but yeah. Other than that, I I, I keep it pretty impersonal to be honest. <laughs> so so what, so what are your hobbies? Are you into music? Then being a vinyl listener. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, yeah, I used to used to DJ a little bit, you know, yeah. not, not a great deal. I used to play in a little club in town called uh, called the Mud Club on the beach there. Yeah. Um, yeah, just you know, just a bit of house music, oh, funky house, house, kind music. of that that kind of. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, I was kind of when I well when I was when we got into that, it was UK garage down south. It was UK garage. Yeah. Everyone was into UK Garage. Yeah. All my mates were mixing UK Garage on their decks and, and whatnot. And my mate was selling one pair because he bought another pair. And I said, oh, I'll have them. And I kind of went down the house route. Yeah. Um, funky house to start with. And then electro house and tech house, you know, just kind of yeah. peeing through all the genres, really. Um, yeah. I'm, now I'm, I, I'm more chilled out as, a, as I'm older. I like me chilled out. Yeah. I'm a mass, massive chicane fan. Can't do it wrong yeah. now, but yeah. Yeah. Love yeah. That's the podcast I was on about pre-record when I say I listen to music ones. He he does a lot yeah. of, uh, he does a weekly podcast that's pretty good. Yeah, I've been listening to um, to Trevor Nelson lately on um, on Radio 2. He's got a show from 10 till 12 midnight, I think it is, called The Rhythm Nation. Yeah. Um, and it's all soul, funk, old yeah. R&B. See, I like the old R and B. I don't like the gangsta style R and B. I like the old stuff. No, I'm um, yeah, I like the new, the new, the new style R and B. I'm not massively into. I'm yeah. big into the old R and B, the old, you know, the old funk and soul. Absolutely love it. But since yeah. I've been listening to that show, like the kind of the old, the old eighties groove into yeah. the into the early nineties R and B. Yeah. I'm really starting to appreciate that, 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 that's about that. the stuff I saw sort of like I think I've got yeah. what uh, I think he brought a, a triple album out here uh, Trevor Nelson 
and it had stuff like that on, uh, like LL Cool J and stuff like that, before everybody wanted to be a gangster. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the, the early to mid-90s stuff is is really good. It's just that, like, I mean, you compare, you compare the production of that to, you know, the, the shite that's out today. I mean, Jesus Christ, it's... <laughs> I mean, I've, I've always been a, I've always been a little bit behind yeah I'm a massive music fan but I've always I've always been a little bit behind with, with music like it'll come out I don't particularly like it I don't appreciate it but then four or five years will pass and then some other artist shit will come out and I'll hear that from four or five years ago and I think oh well yes that's that's pretty good then, <laughs> then I'll start again <laughs> going, like going through it you know yeah but yeah I mean I, I listen to anything really I mean it's, it's kind of majority like very house driven yeah that's kind of defected like there's a lot of good stuff on defected glitter box that's that runs that's, that's run by defected there's a yeah. hell of a lot of good production coming out on there that's it's it's very good yeah um so i, I know a few, so yeah. few defected ones who are listening to came on because he's he plays a lot of defected stuff on there yeah well they've got the they're like the the umbrella of defected now is you know they've got like so many artists done stuff under different names aren't they i mean what i'm listening to this week's podcast and it was um oh what's it called now there's uh my mind's gone blank they've they've, they've got some songs out now camel fat yeah the camel fat oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. you know you know them two are they did uh pretty green eyes that were there, that were them really? under different guys yeah there's so many do it on the Bloody they've hell. come back well, now and they've just bought a, bought a new album out and I've been listening to a few songs on Spotify, it's pretty good. But they, they all just nice. rebirth oh. and change, change genre, and, you know, and you think, oh, I never knew that were them. Well, they've gone pretty underground since then, haven't they? Bloody yeah. hell. Remember, yeah. remember that pretty green eyes track. <laughs> yeah, well I've I've got on a I think it's up there, so an old moon dance CD that's like happy hardcore. And that was out about six years before it got commercial when it was underground. Yeah, and stuff like that. But yeah, it's uh, man's changed over years. I was massive into heavy metal when I was sixteen to like early twenties. Then I went into R and B, and then it roused yeah. music, dance music. When I was working in a nightclub and nightclubbing, and then it just got into chilled stuff as I got older, a bit more laid back. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin yeah, and Perry just... soundtrack one of best oh, best yeah. albums out there. Oh. Some classics on that. Jesus, just just classic after classic after classic. Like... Yeah. No, that that music's great. You know. Yeah. yeah I mean, I think your, your your taste in music just is ever evolving, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I was I was big into you know kind of old rock music, the indie scene. I was you know massive into the indie scene, but you know, I mean, I I, I don't listen to that a lot anymore, yeah. really. I mean, still still a huge Oasis fan, probably always will be. See, so, yeah, they were never my um, thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's. For I mean, me, they've got some brilliant of, songs that you do just never appeal to me. Yeah, I think for us it was, you know, I mean that was our that was our kind of era. our era, I yeah. suppose, for for, yeah. for that, you know, it was it was Blur or Oasis and yeah, you know, although Blur was Southern, you know, Oasis were the working class. So I, I don't know. I suppose that was they spoke to me a bit more. I suppose, but yeah, I've always I've always loved them. I still always play their music. Yeah, yeah. but the um the, the kind of rock and the indie is a, is a bit more sporadic these days. A lot of the other stuff that I'm playing. Yeah. So, final one then. Who are you digging on Insta at the moment? On Instagram? Yeah. Um, Seems to be where it's at. Lot, 
Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of lads on there. A lot of lads. I do, um, I, I do follow. Craig's doing pretty well. Yeah, Spokesy. Yeah, he's doing pretty well. I mean, I don't, I, mean, I don't, don't know the bloke. I've only kind of just he chats to everyone on Instagram. Craig, yeah. he's kind of <laughs> a bit of an Instagram slag. He, just, he gets about. Yeah. He knows everyone. Everyone knows yeah. him. Um, and he was, he's been on my case for a while about doing this podcast. Yeah. So yeah, he's, um, he's, he's doing some good work. Um, there's a few Australian lads, like, I like painting by Josh. I mean, he's not everyone's cup of tea, but, you know, he's a good painter. I've I, been I, around I long enough to know that, that he's a good painter. Yeah, I think, I think it's good. I just, I think, I mean, I'm not against the bloke, nice, but I just think a lot of the English don't get the old hand waggly stuff. Some do, some don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't get it. And I, yeah, I'm not it's, for it's a bit it. much, yeah. I'm not for it, but when it comes to the work, like, he gets through some work, that bloke. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's, does. he's, he he's out just work. a bit, like I say, I'm not knocking him, it's just a bit McDonald's, have a nice day and all that, and I think, nah. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I mean, I'm a, bit old-fashioned in that sense I suppose I don't like all that I mean like I can only speaking for myself I'm not you know I'm, more, I'm a bit shy with that I suppose I don't yeah, yeah don't it's not often you see me on camera like, for that reason I, I don't want to no, be I'm not it's yeah. that, it's not it's not for me like you know yeah. I I use Instagram as a as a tool you know to try and you know gain work I suppose I'm not you know these lads have got you know YouTube pages and you know, they've got three, four, five thousand followers, but it goes to the red. You know, they've yeah. got five thousand followers. Now they're a public figure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's well, like... it's, if you if you listen to one of the older podcasts, JPH Josh, a good mate of mine, he summed it up, says take away Instagram, what they got. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. They're just yeah. a painter like the rest of us. Exactly. Not always so a good one at that neither. You know, that's it. You you spot on there. It's all about some some of them are just they've 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 got an eye for it. You know, they've 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 clicked on to you know, how to use social media, Yeah. you know, to for gain. And, you know, they've got a lot of followers. But who are they, who are they gaining with? They're only gaining with other tradespeople. It's not gaining them work. Yeah. This it's is, probably this gaining is the them thing. free yeah. shit off companies, but it ain't gaining yeah. them work. Yeah. I'd rather yeah, pay for it. Yeah, yeah you, you're spot on there. You know, the, the work that we get from, you know, from social media, particularly Instagram, is minimal. Yeah. And there's, there's lads on there that every other post, every other story is them promoting their business and I always think you're just promoting your business to the people in the trade there's no you're not I, I think it all I think it all depends who you're marketing it to I market mine to customers I tag certain things that I know will pick up certain customers but I don't go out there purposely to tag companies for freebies so I just think no, I don't. I'd rather no. go out and do me 40 hours and pay for it you know I'd yeah. rather target my customers yeah. to get repetition of work than be an Instagram star you know, yeah, and nice yeah, down. I'm the same attitude. I need my customers more than I need the fame. Yeah, that's right. I don't, and I think actually, it's it's the amount of effort that that takes. Yeah, you know, they're, they're trying like that must you know take me out after these lads who they've got YouTube channels, they've got this, they've got yeah. that, they're doing all these freebies, they're doing competitions. You know, and yeah. it's like bloody hell! Like, have you got time to keep your forty hour weekend? Spend and, spent twenty hours this month editing videos. That twenty hours yeah. labour. You could have bought one yeah. you've got free. And like again, you know, I, I'm not knocking him, but like, you know, aesthetics painting. He's a he's a he's in Melbourne, I think. Yeah. Good painter, you know, knocks out some real good work. You know, but some like his most days, his stories, he's got like twenty odd stories on yeah. a day. And I just I can't I can't get my head around how how you find the time. They've got the, the time to do it. I just yeah. I, I just can't but I I try and keep it, you know, current. 
But sometimes See, I, I, I struggle I to put go, two stories up. Document some of it, do me eight hours, get done, get home, and spend time with my family. And yeah. if, I'm, if I'm spending yeah. an extra two hours a day doing stories, I'm thinking that's taking it out of my family time. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, it's very, um, I don't know, I just... I, don't, I think I don't either get it or you don't, you know, and you either do it or you don't. You know, yeah, like, I mean... I'm not knocking them that do it. It's, it's no, no, no. It's just, it's just not my thing. No, not at all. It's, and for me, it's, 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 it's not for me. And again, like, you know, I mean, I've got other interests, you know, I just... Yeah. I can't, I just, I can't imagine just my life being paint, 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 YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. You know, it's just like, you know, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a few lads and, it, and namely like a lot of the lads that I, that I look to a lot, they are the lads that have got a lot of followers. Yeah. They do a lot of stories. They produce a lot of good work. You know, it's great. But yeah, I mean, most of them are, there's a few lads in England forget what their names are i mean i don't not on there a great deal you know but there are there are there's a fair few good lads in in england a lot the lads i like in england the ones doing the wallpaper there's yeah. a lot of lads doing wallpaper because here it's not very separate seems to be a separate trade doesn't it yeah there's not there's yeah. not many people here doing wallpaper in that lad you touched on earlier on thistle, thistle was it yeah. thistle yeah um yeah i mean he, he knocks out some good work yeah i think there's thistle and another I think it, other one might be Scottish as well. I, I know it's expat Andy Slaven, is it? Not, uh, no, Gary Slaven, Andy Shanley. I think he's another uh, one that's an expat, you know, and it's, it's, one it's, in it's been a lot of the expats doing it. Yeah, oh, yeah, most of them are British. Yeah. A lot of the lads are British that are doing it. There's a bloke called Wow Wallpapering, but I don't know what his name is. He's, yeah. he's Brisbane. He's pretty yeah. good. He does a lot of good work. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I've done a little bit here, not too much, but. Um, I got offered a contact actually in one of the paint shops about doing some wallpaper and I've got, I must revisit that. Yeah. And um, he was saying to me, you know, once, once you, cause it, it was in a suburb called new farm, which is just outside the city. That's where all the money is. Yeah. So he, he said, no, you get in there doing a couple of feature walls, mate. That'll be it. You know, yeah. we'll be yeah, papering every day. I can gather. I've spoke, spoke to the lads over there that do it. It seems to be able to command a better price for doing it. than you can. <sighs> Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's something worth looking at. Though. Yeah, there's a, there's some money in it. We yeah. done a bit actually in um, we done a bit in the Hilton. Me and a, another lad. He was from Liverpool actually, and um, bloody hell, mate, we got we got embarrassed in there. Jesus Christ, these two lads in there were absolutely on fire. Yeah, they were throwing it on the walls. We thought, oh, we'd have some of that. That'll be, you know, a good string to the bow. Done, you know, wallpapering in the Hilton, and we were we were throwing it up. We were getting it on, but. These other lads were just killing us. Yeah. He, in the end, he said, we, we done a day and we were like, bloody hell, we can't keep up with it. Yeah. You know, it's just, and that's, that's the thing that I thought, I've, like, I've not done as much wallpapering as what I probably should have done because here, for a start, no one really has it. Yeah. So it's like, it's, you've got to keep it current. Like, I just don't know. It's just hard to kind of make money off doing it. And back home, when I was back home working in England, you weren't, you were never putting it up. You was always removing it. Yeah. You know, yeah. tightening up the walls, painting them. I, no... I, th I think it depends on wh where you are. Some some places, like I see a lot like Devlin down south, they do no end of the nice big patterns. Up here, it's a feature wall now and then. That's it. There's not many yeah. full rooms done. Yeah, that's right. And it's, again, it just depends. It's pockets. You know, if you, yeah. 
if you get in, if you get into where the money is, you know, you're laughing. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, yeah, again, you know, it's that is that's something else that I would like to push. Yeah. But it's you know at the moment it's kind of it's, it's running away and there's two of us. Yeah. <laughs> just, 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 Maybe when you get your bigger crown board, you can just go and do all nice yeah, jobs. Yeah. I mean, I've I've just got to I've just got to buy my time. You know, yeah. I was saying earlier on about the um about the stripping. I kind of fell into this removing, you know coatings from from these old these old weatherboard houses uh, like usually lead it's usually lead based coatings that I'm I'm removing and um I kind of well I I got I got um someone phoned me up and said you know I want my house painting I want all the coating stripped off the weatherboards and I want it redone completely and I thought bloody hell right that's gonna cost a few quid Got round there. This, it was an eighty-odd-year-old house, absolutely buggered. It had lead-based coating underneath, and it had a texture coating on top. And he went, "I want that gone. Want it repainted." And I said, "All right." So I phoned up Julux, got the rep down, and then he sent a rep down from this company called Dumond, which manufactured this chemical. And he said, "This is what we've got to do. Ooh. Two applications." Did you do the steps the other day? Yes, that was me. Yes. Yes, that looks like one we have here called peel away. You get peel away one and two. Yeah, looks yeah, we've got that. We've got that, we've yeah. got that here as well. Well, this is it's it's um, same concept. You have green, blue, and red. The green and the blue there for acrylic coatings. The red is the lead. So, on that particular house, we put green on this texture coating. Got that off, then put the red on to get the to remove the, the lead-based coatings from the from the weatherboards. It's actually, that's well documented on my yeah. Instagram page, that. And, um, yeah, I kind of, like, once I'd done that, the rep was, was quite, was impressed with the work, and he passes me on more work. He gave, he got me that job doing the steps. Yeah. So that's how I ended up with that, that contract stripping the houses. He put me forward for that. And um, there's, it's, it's a government, it's a government contract. Um, they they look after the, the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Island Torres Strait Islander community, and their painter takes on young Aboriginal kids that want to get into the trade, and he yeah. just teaches them how to paint. But they won't have them going near the stripping near the um, near the, near the stripping near the lead based coatings and stuff. So that's where I come in. So he yeah. he pushed me forward to that. You know, I'd, I'd never done it before, other than that house. It was all very new to me. And now, you know, all of a sudden, I've got this whole other side where I'm earning money from. From I, I go to these houses, strip them, clean them, leave. He comes in the next week, paints them. Yeah, I suppose I if you don't mind doing the stripping, it's not a bad little gig to do. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's messy work. It is messy yeah. work, and it's it's not the most pleasant, but pays. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it does. It's it's good money. Yeah, it's good money. It is like yeah. them steps the other day. That was, I think my labour on that was about, I was there for about a day and a half in the end. Yeah. And it was, it was, yeah, it Good paid pretty well. Yeah. I was paying for it, mate. My knees were killing for about three days after that. <laughs> <laughs> Should have worn knee pads when you were younger. <laughs> yeah, oh God. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I, had a, I had a bloke who was doing it. Yeah, who, yeah, precisely. I had a bloke who was doing it for me. He'd done a couple of houses for me, but yeah. another backpacker. But he he left, so I got stuck doing it. But 
Oh, never, never again. If I get any more, I'll have to push it on. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, it's been brilliant for you, you know, to catch up and thanks for coming on. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah, brilliant. It's turned into a long one. <laughs> it has. It's, it's ten o'clock here. Yeah, two hours. <laughs> Dinner time. It's two here, hours, so. was it? Yeah, oh, been on two hours. Right. Just coming up for two hours. <laughs> well, droning on, are you? Well, I, I do apologise. Oh, yeah, right. No, there's no time limit. I, I could chat all day about <laughs> paint, paint. Don't bother me. So, yeah, yeah, you know, it's that's, that's, that's the world we live in, Chris, isn't yeah. it, eh? Yeah. So, cheers for that. Anyway, Chris. Thanks very much, mate. Cheers. See Catch up soon. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Bye. I hope you're enjoying these podcasts as we delve into people's lives and stories, whether it be the ups, downs, wins and losers. We've all been there in some shape or form and we aren't alone. I'd really appreciate it if you're enjoying these, if you could show your support by subscribing, sharing, and maybe even leaving us a cheeky review on iTunes. Painted podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.